Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is William Zapka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. I am Brianna. And you guys, we're finally back with another episode review, this time episode four of season four by Seth Lee. How are you doing, Brianna? I am fine. I think I was giggling when you started your intro. Yes, yes. We um, There's been about, what, at least 20, 25 minutes of just uh, ramblings beforehand. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, little icebreakers to get us kind of the juices flowing and whatnot and get ready for this review. Uh, the last episode, if you guys heard it, was a, a compilation of all of the interviews from Paley Fest. And if you have not seen them yet, the, the videos are uh, available on our YouTube channel. So check those out for uh, some some fun interviews, you know, some new content as we wait for season five. Um, there are some other news slash events coming up as well. So hopefully uh, you guys are in uh, these areas uh, if you want to participate. Uh, next week at the time of this recording uh, on Cinco de Mayo, what better way to celebrate such an event than to um, be with the Cobra Kai cast in L.A.? So I'm talking about Cobra Kai live and badass. Yeah. At Netflix is a joke. At Netflix is a joke. It is a festival. It is currently going on, I believe. Um, and on... The fifth, it's at 7 p.m. at the Microsoft Theater. So a lot of your main players are, are, are going to be there. Uh, and, and, and not only them, you also have um, you know, TB3, the big three. They'll, they'll be there, obviously. But also uh, Zach Robinson and Leo Birnberg, the composers of Cobra Kai. So probably some live music if it's called Live and Badass. Uh, I know there's going to be like stunts and stuff. So maybe some um, hired people to do some, I don't know, theater type stuff. I, I have no idea. There's not a whole lot of this out there except for like, hey, you know, photo ops and music and other things. So, yeah, but we don't even know what photo ops actually means in right, this context. Right. It, like, I don't think it, I don't think it's like con the, 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 the normal con photo ops. I seriously <laughs> doubt that. They'll have, they'll have a dozen tables with each of the actors for <laughs> selfies. <laughs> no, uh, the, I, yeah. Yeah. That were you know, it, it, I don't it would know. be just so weird. We don't know what anything means. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine it's going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll let you guys take pictures with the cast. But how chaotic would that be? Uh, I feel there's got to be a little bit more uh, coordinating, you know, with things of that nature. And um, I, at least with Paley Fest, if we were going to be like for me on the red carpet, I had to get my uh, COVID test taken 48 hours before the event. So if they're going to let you get close that close to the cast, I would imagine the same thing. So I haven't heard of people being required to do that. So I'm not sure how close you'll be able to get the cast. So that's one thing. Cardboard um, cutouts. Well, funny you mentioned that because there might be one of Peter in L.A. <laughs> a, car a cardboard cutout of you? One exists? 
At, not not currently. Uh, at least um, the idea is to have my face on a stick with uh, Sensei Pialani carrying it around. So that way I am in attendance. <laughs> Peter, did Pialani big head you? No, no. Um, you know, we were just uh, it, it was it was a joke and it ended up being like, OK, well, I'll do it if you you know send me one. And I'm like, OK, well, we'll see. It'd just be kind of funny, you know, like um, that would be funny. I, I the whole concept. I'm just thinking of you as as a big head. Yeah. You know, just say like I, I am here in spirit, you know, and um, it, it just be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you guys are there and, you know, if you guys see one, you know, Take a picture with it, you know, and uh, and tag me. We'll, we'll share it. it it'll, it'll be fun. Uh, but, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of people in attendance. Some some of the other cast uh, of uh, Cobra Kai as well. Uh, I have seen some of the cast members uh, share that they will also be going. But um, what's exciting for you content creator fans, you got Cobra Kai Kid, Drew, and Cobra Kai Nation Shamoon also uh, uh, plan on going as well. So there you go. Uh, another chance to uh, meet some content creators. So, oh wow, that's yeah. quite a trek for Shamoon too. Yeah, for real. And I, if I'm not mistaken, this is going to be his first time in the U.S. for a Cobra Kai event. Well, not just for a Cobra Kai event, but in the in the U.S. period. But wow. on top of that, it's, yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, pretty big deal. Uh, I'm excited for everybody that's going to go. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking me, but I, I just went to Paley, and and I think it's kind of a, a big ask uh, for, from the wife for me to go to like another event in L.A. Uh, like within a month. Is it sad that my brain has mixed the whole thing up to the point where I keep telling people it's Cobra Kai as a joke? Uh, you've been telling people that? Yeah. Oh, you've been mixing up the names a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit or a lot of it in this case. Uh, you know, it's a lot of words. You know, Netflix is a joke. Cobra Kai, live and badass. That's a lot of words. Right. Uh, so you just abbreviated it. it I definitely all. don't think Netflix is badass. Um. I mean, not, not compared to Cobra Kai. I mean, you know. Netflix is totally badass. <laughs> Compare it to Cobra Kai, though. Okay. I mean, the, the show is on, on their streaming service. So um, I, I have no bad words to Netflix. So I didn't say know, I do. Uh, I yeah, just said no, Cobra I'm just, Kai. I'm trying to be clear on my end, at least. So Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I also the, do not think Cobra Kai is a joke. Correct. So both ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, the next event is going to be later in May, uh, May 25th through June 26th at the Ross Family Theater in Kirkwood in St. Louis. Uh, you have the Karate Kid, the musical uh, will be um, it's a pre-Broadway uh, production. I think there's a specific word they're calling it. Yes. Um, Pre-Broadway world premiere. So tickets are available and uh, yeah, we have scheduled some uh, interviews with some of those uh, cast members at this point. So look out for those uh, leading up to the world premiere of that. So yes, exciting stuff. Yes. If you wanted front row center, don't try. It's mine. Oh. I already got it. <laughs> right. Uh, front row center on opening night. That is my seat. Uh, so I will be there for that. Um, and then we also have a big convention in Orlando. Is it, is it Worldcon or Megacon? There's a convention in Orlando oh, at I the end of you. May. Uh, conventions are starting to happen again. Um, Planet Comic Con happened this past weekend. 
uh, Mr. Raisley was there. Um, and there was a convention in California two, three weeks ago that Drew went to. Uh, so the world is starting to look like a normal fandom inhabited place again. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you do have to wear masks or stand a certain number of feet apart, conventions are happening. Live events are happening. Filming is happening. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Television is back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, We're slowly getting there. So, yes. um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for a housekeeping um yeah i think that's basically it so uh no word of season five but uh oh yeah i, I guess i forgot to mention for the uh netflix is a joke the um there's supposed to be something season five revealed so teaser something footage we we don't know but uh that's that's supposed to be the big capper uh for those that are in attendance so here we go uh we are talking about uh again episode 404 by cephaly uh, this one was directed by Mariel Woods, uh, who we also previously interviewed. So check that out if you're interested to hear her uh, story and also some behind the scenes um, uh, tidbits. That was a lot of fun. And this is also written by Stacey Harmon, uh, whom we've interviewed a couple of years back. So uh, she she's done some um, really great episodes uh, uh, in the past. The um, I'm forgetting the title of it. Uh, we talked about it on that interview, too. Um, anyway, uh, hilarious writer. Uh, this one, no different. Uh, this is uh, another great episode. Yes. So this um, Amy, she wrote the synopsis as as per usual. She writes on a tour of the high school. Kenny, not yet understanding the delicate karate policies of the valley, encounters Nate and Bert. Uh, they take issue with his Cobra Kai branded T-shirt. But Hawk steps in before things escalate. He warns Kenny to get out of the dojo while he still can. Robbie hears about this later and makes an attempt to get Johnny to tell them to back off. But before Johnny even has a chance, um, the Miyagi fans strike first and the Cobra Kai's are left all wet. Johnny isn't handling Miguel's new relationship with Daniel very well, and it's affecting him in the dojo and in the bedroom. Carmen tries to see the bright side of her and Johnny having more time alone. But all Johnny is interested in is an extended metaphor about Top Gun and Val Kilmer's Kilmer's abs. Carmen quickly realizes this is less about his anger at Tom Cruise and more about his Daniel Russo issues. She suggests they tell Miguel about their romance, but Johnny's pouting. The saddest thing on earth is watching Johnny Lawrence carefully preparing an I'm banging your mom dinner only to be blown off because Miguel spent the entire day learning to drive, having a sushi dinner and being indoctrinated into soft rock fandom by Daniel. Uh, Sam gets dragged to a children's party and finds herself in the middle middle of Tori's new job as a birthday mermaid. She savors Tori's embarrassment, but Tori doesn't take it without a glitter bomb fight. Ultimately, Amanda, the voice of reason, is the only winner in this mean girl showdown. Terry Silver has finally made his way back to Cobra Kai, testing the waters with Robbie, and still seeming to be on the right side of sanity. He has plans of his own for Cobra Kai's return to glory, but Kreese is 100% fixated on breaking up Johnny and Daniel. Little does he know that he doesn't have anything to worry about on that front. Johnny and Daniel screwing up their relationship all on their own. Wow, well written. I like that. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. We start off at the high school, uh, like the synopsis mentioned, where Mr. Palmer is given a tour to the uh, incoming freshmen. It talks about how they'll have access to the -the state-of-the-art science lab, but also adds that the district required them to remove anything that could potentially be used as a weapon. So that's like almost any instrument in a science lab. 
Pretty well. Yeah. I think that's um, anything that's not bolted to the wall to a teenager. I mean, anything could be improvised, but uh, clearly this fight was, I don't know. Do you think they were kind of playing it up as it was very, I mean, uh, Miguel did break his back. It, it was pretty violent, I guess. Yeah, it was. And I mean, look at the things that, I mean, for God's sake, Chris it knocked Mitch unconscious with a look book. right that's that's true that's true so um uh, gosh i mean they're already shutting down like certain like art departments and things like that across the country it, it, imagine all these you know specific uh classes without their teaching material right yeah and and uh, dimitri knocked eli out with a football trophy case yeah, those poor band students. Like, what the hell are you going to play? Is <laughs> whistle right. now? All right, right. The, yeah. Uh, wind instruments, the whistlers over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the toe tappers. Uh, it's nice to see that Mr. Palmer does think he can handle a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's see. I, wrote, I write, clearly news got around and the kids at the middle school knows. Uh, Katie and Leah having a little discussion about the school being haunted. Uh, Kenny jokes that he died five years ago, but Leo points out he's got strawberry on his snake shirt. Um, it says says Cobra Kai on it. I mean, yeah, it does. And maybe she's not into karate. I guess maybe, but, maybe. But, but uh, and she's not wrong. It is a snake. It is a snake. Um, a cobra is a type of snake for sure. No, you're right. I do love the costume or proper whoever's responsible for that. The attention to detail of putting that little bitty piece of speckled pop tart. Uh huh right there above the jelly you know they're just with a couple little sprinkles to let you know it's a pop tart you know uh yes yes um not not even craft services <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's neither departments it's like craft oh we got you here right <laughs> yeah yeah here it, it, it just it rip off a little corner and stick it on there yeah that's yes, all it was uh kenny's in the bat uh in the restroom cleaning off his shirt as notorious bullies bert the bruiser and nate the nailer walk in um they have <laughs> What? what? The names. What's up? Bruiser and Nailer? You, it's not tough enough? Bert the Bruiser. Uh, Nick, you don't like that? I love it. Huh? Okay. Oh, there you I, go. I love it. Just never would have associated it, but you know. Yeah, that's I mean, they're, funny. they're bullies now. Um, they're, they're having this talk about Lexi DeMarco. Uh, Prom's coming up. I'm not sure if that's been mentioned yet. Yeah, I, don't I think, think this is the it. first. I think this is the first time. Yeah, kind of a uh, implication that is it's something. But uh, there's a funny little nod here to the American Pie uh, franchise. You know, with the the Jilf uh, term here. Obviously, it's a junior. I'd like to f um, taken from MILF, uh, which was first uttered by uh, John Cho in the first American Pie movie. And then you know we would find out that John and Hayden wrote uh, American Reunion. And would also uh, work with John Cho and Harold and Kumar. So uh, kind of like that little little tie there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, Lexi DeMarco, uh, I, I guess, Bert thinks that Nate's full of it, right? Thinks he's making right. this up. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. They, they noticed the Cobra Kai shirt and pick on Kenny because he's smaller than them. Uh, I do love Nate's yes, delivery. Which is a, a, mm-hmm. say it's, a, it's a completely new thing for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the boys have gotten really tall since we met them. Um, but yeah, Nate's delivery here. He says, what makes you think you can wear a shirt like that around here? And it, it kind of like you don't really hear something like that um, nowadays. Well, maybe not for me because I haven't been in school so long. 
But I remember back in school, a lot of you know people would um, kind of comment on like the the color of your shirt, you know, whether it was red or blue. Um, oh so yeah, that was that was very common uh, for me at, at least in that at that age. Um, so that's kind of what that brought me to. It reminds me of a gang. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, to me, it, it sounds like a like a nineteen sixties seventies. Um, I guess it would like be kind warriors. of the same. Yeah, the yeah the the, the um the What's jets and the yeah oh okay yeah the um, the, the, the remake just jets and the there. sharks <laughs> yeah uh, and you know they had it on, on on Greece also which I still haven't seen um, West Side Stories West Side West Side West Side Story oh, West Side Story and Plural, Greece. singular okay yes. Greece West Side Story and Greece um, uh, off topic but I recently. Literally yesterday, I was listening back to our uh, the next Friday Kid commentary. Uh huh. And uh, I, I bring up Greece at some point, you know, that I still hadn't seen it, and you're still giving me a hard time about it. I've decided to live and let live. I'll get to it one day, I'm sure. Wait, no, no, I wait. I I've, I've seen it. I've seen it one time. I just don't remember it. Right. But I feel like I said I didn't see it in that commentary. But anyway. Um, we did all four commentaries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for our new newer listeners, if you guys haven't uh, heard that, and that that uh, commentary of the next credit kid, that was the first time you had seen it. So yes, and I've never seen it since. Yes, here here. Nor do I have there. any intention. Yeah, um, and then let's see here. Kenny uh, channel says hate for Kyler, balls his fist up like Arthur, and as he attempts to strike first, Hawk swoops in and stops him. Um, tells him to get out while he uh, he still can because they're about to go down. It's not going to be pretty. So some fighting words already. Right. And of course, Eli walks in at the exact wrong moment here, thinking that, you know, what he saw was Kenny balling his fist up and getting ready to swing it on Bert and Nate, who were not paying any attention to him at right. the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So he really did think he was protecting them. Right. Yep. And I still remember uh, seeing the sequence uh, in the trailer too. It was one of those moments. Oh, also, um, I I don't know why it played the next Friday Kid commentary because it's not in that order. But I was also listening back to our uh, season four trailer breakdown. So, um, oh, it, strange. It, it, They're nowhere near each other. They they, they really aren't. But uh, it, it was really nice to like listen back and be like, oh man, oh we were like so close, or oh wow, we were right and wow were we wrong <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of those but it's, it's it is really fun i think that's even um kind of more fun because it's like up and down whereas like theories you could just be completely wrong you know right uh, so anyway it's kind of fun to listen back on um uh, miyagi do uh daniel and the eagle fan class is doing a number of exercises and johnny is admiring from afar uh johnny's distracted at one point that dimitri kicks him in the face and his punishment tapes him up as a kicking dummy with uh, couch cushions. You know what? That's Johnny's own fault for being a easily distracted whatever he is. I'm still mad at him from the end of the last episode. I agree. I agree. That was his uh, that was his own fault. He should have been paying attention. Yeah. Don't um, lose focus when you're sparring with somebody, dummy. Yeah, exactly. And again, Johnny is distracted and somehow Dimitri gets kicked in the groin, but by Chris. So... <laughs> How does that happen? It's just it, it's funny because it's just like, you know, the punches keep coming, uh, you know, figuratively and literally here um, Poor Dimitri to, for Dimitri. But like, how did Chris miss They're uh, kind of the uh, similar height? 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't. Ow, I don't know. Just, Are you having secondhand? Uh, uh, or, uh, I, uh, I don't even know what I'm. I, I mean, I, I can't have secondhand that because I don't have that. Um, yeah. And, and listening to Gianni retell this story, and you know that that uh, Khalil cracked his cup. Um, oh, I don't remember cracked, but oh yeah. Yeah, okay. either cracked it or or dented it or something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He just, so he really, he really went for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chris was all or Khalil was all in on his performance in that in that instance, as he should be always, right? Uh, uh, not in that particular <laughs> instance, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, okay, you're you're correct about that. Yeah, yeah. some performances you can pull your punches quite right. literally. Um, let's see. Afterwards, Johnny asked if he's hungry and that he'd make his favorite spicy sandwich with a side of steak fries. Uh, he clans the offer because him and Daniel are going to go finish working on his mom's car. Uh, I do really feel bad for, for Johnny here. Um, you know, Billy's face acting. Well, we often talk about it. Um, uh, but let me ask you this. Should Miguel have mentioned it to Johnny at some point? Well, when was he supposed to? He was training on the other side of the yard with Daniel that day. Yeah, but I mean, it was they're at no point they had some downtime whether it's you know to go drink some water and at no point like in passing because i mean how, how did miguel get there did, did daniel pick him up did he come with johnny because they lived next door you know what i mean uh, he most likely rode with johnny and yeah the assumption probably should have been that johnny would be taking him home because i'm sure johnny takes him home every day um yeah. so yeah he probably should have communicated to johnny at some point that day that he was going with daniel yeah uh 16 year old boys very rarely communicate to adults things that they should communicate to adults um when it comes to transportation arrangements leads to parents showing up to pick up said 16 year old kid to find said 16 year old kid left 15 minutes ago in another car yeah yeah happens all the time so I kind of wanted to point that out um, just to kind of add to like, you know, if you weren't really thinking about, I mean, clearly we can, we can read that he's a little sad and we're sad for him, but I think that's just, it's, it's more um, knowing that like, oh, well, you know, like he could have mentioned something to Johnny and yeah, he's probably still get a little butthurt, but he wouldn't be kind of like as deflated, you know, because right. like maybe at the end of the day, being used to taking Miguel home every day, he was looking forward to that. You know, it's like, well, you know, I've been seeing him train with Daniel all day. At, at least, you know, we'll get to talk on the way home. But no, he's he's not today. Right. So. But at the same time, he's like, hey, do you want to ride with me? Yeah. So, OK, you know, why? Why is he asking that if the assumption is that he's not? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, because Carmen has picked him up before, so um, you know ha has options. So yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and I, I'm assuming that since he's not going to be straight home, he has worked this out with Carmen in advance. So Carmen right. is where he's going. Right. Um. So yeah, Johnny somewhere in the mid just did not get brought into the loop for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh. And okay. So at the CK Dojo. Uh, Kyler is inviting Tori and Robbie to go watch Bloodsport at the drive-in. Uh, mentions Rory with free tickets. Um, I'm, I'm wondering how many because they all show up. But then again, maybe only a few of them get in for free, I guess. Um, Robbie's familiar with it uh, because Johnny left the VHS there. And I guess that was the only evidence um, that he knew that Johnny ever existed. 
was from that. Sad story, but I'm thinking, dude, how do you forget your copy of Bloodsport? Right. You know? I mean, I, I I would think that would be one of Johnny's prized possessions. What's yeah. he doing leaving it at Shannon's house? That's that's one of my favorite movies. So, uh, oh yeah. I mean, and also, come on, man, don't you take that out and rewind it and put it back in the case? Or do you, right? Is he? Oh well, is that on brand for young Johnny? You know, or younger, anyways, to to leave the VHS and the VCR? You think? Is he uh... one of those? What kind of people? Oh, what about you? Were were you uh, to leave the movie in a VCR kind of person? No. Yeah. I mean, that's how you lose them. Right. Or, Especially you know, when you person. have kids around. I mean, you, you, you got to be real careful with your stuff. I mean, kids like to feed their peanut butter sandwiches to the VCR. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, I'm wondering if they're putting like slices of bread in the Blu-ray player. You know. <laughs> Uh, do they even know what you know like a any kind of a disc or cassette or anything kind of player is well vintage is in you know so um i i i bought my son when he turned 18 almost four years ago a uh a record player you know and i bought him a few vinyls and uh he was very appreciative of it right so, vinyl is back the grand queen knows how to push the disney button on the remote control Oh yeah, so she recognizes it, so that's awesome. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I, that's the cool thing about smart TVs. You got some of those, uh, some uh, some of those buttons. Um, you see, we find out that Tori has a new job, uh, but tells Robbie it's none of his business when he asks where. Probably because she's embarrassed by it. That that would be my assumption. Um, either that, or you know, she's just not ready to let Robbie that far into her life yet. Yeah, because I mean, she, I, I, I feel like she brings up her boss right now, or is that later? That might be later. That's later. Oh, because she did say it's none of his business, but right. Um, I mean, you're dressing up for, yeah, it, it could be kind of embarrassing, right? If you think about it, she's she's Cobra Kai. Uh, Cobra Kai's badass. She's got this tough exterior, um, you know, her her personality, and so like this image of her being like. A, a birthday party uh i don't know costume person you know maybe comes off a little soft i guess oh yeah she doesn't want anyone in this class to know that she is basically a mermaid barbie right yeah uh candy enters and robbie reads that something's up he tells him about the school visit and how uh the bruiser and the nailer and the hawk gave him a hard time um, Tori says they still owe him uh, payback for switching sides. Uh, and at this point, Kreese calls the class to fall in, informs the class of the rivals teaming up, and introduces Terry Silver. Uh, also tells them that he's the co-founder of Cobra Kai and one of the most ferocious fighters in the history of the sport. Your thoughts on that? Um, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen what yet? Him being a ferocious fighter. Oh, well, I well, yeah, we have. I mean, we saw it in the Karate Kid 3. It, um, we saw him making very quick work of um Okay. I I assume, I mean, the the whoever the the uh combat dummies were there in Ennis house, whether yeah. it was Dennis and Snake or someone <laughs> else. Um I'm going to say it. I promised I wouldn't say it. I'm oh, going to say it, it anyway. Well, they I, don't say it. You promised. I don't like that he is suddenly the co-founder of Cobra Kai. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Well, okay. There, I said it. Now I'm done. 
Well, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things you've said that you haven't liked, so I don't know if this is really anything different. Probably not. <laughs> it sounds like it, it really pained you to say that. Yeah, because I promised I wouldn't, but I I did. Now, who did you promise yourself? No. Oh, okay. Well, whoever the person you promised, I, I hope they're not listening. Um, I do, too. Yeah. So, Johnny... And, no, 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 hold on. Let's see. Uh, ah, so they introduced Terry Silver, obviously, and tells the class they'll have to work twice as hard and they had if that they can be taken to the next level if they follow their training. Um, so, yeah, very interesting that I don't think any of the kids have any... Uh, I mean, what, what are they going to say? I don't like the idea of this. I quit. Right? So I guess they got to go along with it. But they all seem to be pretty happy. I'm just... I will say, however, thank God we are still Cobra Kai and there was not a single mention of Quicksilver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Not yet. Um Johnny and <laughs> that's for season five. Right. We'll see. We, we just got to wait and see, right? Uh, Johnny and Carmen are in bed post attempted coitus. Uh, Johnny says, Oh my God. You just what? couldn't help yourself, could you? Uh, you broke a promise. Why can't I? Uh, <laughs> Johnny says it's never happened. And Car- uh, Carmen offers to get pills from work, uh, says he doesn't need pills and that he's 100%. Oh, man. Uh, explains he can't stop thinking about Daniel and Miguel spending time together and working out and fixing her car. So. Okay. Yeah. When you can't get it up and the first words out of your mouth are, I can't stop thinking about Daniel. Uh Uh-huh. Dude. Well, I mean, he's not lying. No, I know he's not. I mean, would you prefer that he but still, dude, it up while talking about Daniel or no, okay. I, 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 it, 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 these two's relationship is just so fucked up. No pun intended. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, when a man says this has never happened to me before, 99.99% of the time. Yes. This has happened to him before. Okay. Uh-huh. I it just say it has. Okay, yeah, I I agree with that. I I think he's absolutely lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, continues on about how Daniel showed, or Carmen does. No, he does. That's right. Um, Daniel showed him Top Gun, and uh, it stars his friend Steve from The Outsiders. Uh, Carmen <laughs> thinks this is about Miguel. Suggests that they should tell Miguel about him. Okay, keep going. I'm just. You, you don't want to talk more about Top Gun, or? Oh no, keep going. I just. <laughs> This is the strangest pillow talk two people have ever had. Yeah, yeah. But what were your thoughts about Johnny's thoughts on Top Gun? And I guess his Tom Cruise really kind of a metaphor for, you know, Daniel and Johnny. Um, Goose was not Maverick's wingman. Okay, that's it. Or uh, Iceman was Maverick's wingman. His best friend was not his wingman. His rival was. So he's completely wrong about the person who had his back. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I think that was on purpose. Because I guarantee that the writers know the difference between a wingman and um, the, the, what's the word for what Goose was? Uh, Soulmate or... (laughs) I've I've seen Top Gun a few times. I mean, I really only watch it for that volleyball scene. 
That's a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> Val Kilmer's abs are something to behold. I will agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, real genius. Come on. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a word for what Goose was. Uh, the the B- rear BFF? seat, rear seat something. I I, I can't rear, remember. Rear seat anyway, buddy. Um, no. What? I know where you're going. I, no, I'm, there's I'm, an actual term. You can't in, come up with in, it. I'm giving suggestions. Yeah, that was a good suggestion. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's like his navigator or something um okay but um it's got an actual term but I, yeah no, I, I, I believe basically yeah. boils down to his best friend who he thought well he was his best friend was not the one who had his back when they went into battle his rival was right and didn't um val kilmer uh didn't didn't he have a line like at the end about being his wingman anytime yeah, he yeah. said that he said that Maverick could be or uh, um, Maverick said that that. Uh, oh, how did, which how did how did it go? One I'm of them said you. the other could be his wingman anytime, right? right and right. then the other one said, "Nah, you'll be mine." Okay, we'll see. Well, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing uh, about that movie, like I've, I've always just been a little salty that uh, it, it won Best Original Song over Glory of Love. Um, but that's okay. Yes. You know, it's it was a it was a tough year for um, original music. I think Axel Foley was also part of that uh, nominated for best original song. So yeah, yeah. Wait, no, that was eighty. And no, that was the first. Wait, that's eighty. That was eighty five, wasn't 80, it? Well, was yeah, it Beverly Hills Cop yeah, in eighty five. Yeah, that was eighty four. So I'm mixing it up. But there was a few songs there, um, including was time of my life was also no that was the following year. Anyway. These these movie songs there there's a lot of good ones and it's it's, it's there, yeah there were a lot against. yeah like uh nothing there were a lot that, year. that was also nominated so oh from mannequin yeah from mannequin yep um let's see here yep so we'll move along from there Daniel and Miguel are at the Larusso Auto Garage working on Carmen's car Daniel apologizes for having him coming on a Saturday but Miguel says it frees up Carmen to go out on dates again and rethinks that after hearing it out loud. Um, we find out that Lucio dated Mr. Harris from Credit Kid One. <laughs> of all people, but hey, you know, uh, Lucille dodged a bullet with that one. Well, you know, he he uh, Daniel got an A uh, out of it, I guess. So uh, in in history, um, but for those that don't remember, Mr. Harris was the 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 teacher that he calls over in the uh, schoolyard when the, the chubby Kai's, bald guy, yeah, yeah, come, comes up to him. That I would have liked to see. That that's one of my like favorite little moments that not a lot of people talk about. You know, the, the, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the, if you the, guys have time, I, you know, you, you know the quote. How the Indian got his horse. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we want to see that deleted scene if there is one. A Lucille dating Mr. Harris just to get Daniel and A in history? No. Well, well, no, no. What follows that scene is where Mr. Harris actually gives him that history lesson. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I don't care to see Lucille and Mr. Harris on a date. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. They finish up with the car and says now, uh, now the mo- wait now says now for the moment of truth, uh, which is the title of, um, of a popular Carrie Underwood song. I hear uh, Miguel, successfully- uh, yeah. <laughs> Miguel successfully starts the car. Daniel hops in the passenger seat and it has Miguel drive uh, dressed like Daniel did in the first movie. Backing up. Uh, it's really hard to drive an automatic that badly. I, I mean, he might have both feet on both pedals. That could be at it the too. same time. 
Yes, he doesn't know how to drive. I don't even know if he has a permit. Does he have a permit? I, I how forget. old is this child? It doesn't matter how old you are. Does he have a permit? He's in public high school that in California. Mean, I knew somebody who didn't start driving until they were 19. I mean, I mean, when he, when he, when he first met Sam, though, the, you know, when he asked her out on that date, he didn't say, I haven't taken driver's ed. He didn't say, I don't have a permit or I don't have a license. He said, I don't have a car. Yeah. But that's Miguel. That's not the writers. <laughs> Sam was driving around in a Mercedes at the age of 14. Yeah. She, it must be nice for her. I snuck the car out at 15 and taught myself how to drive. Hawk turned 16 two weeks after the first All Valley. You know, I was actually just thinking about this earlier today. Um, it's been like, you know, a year and a half in the show and we haven't had one birthday. I mean, except for what was this? Uh, Cindy uh, today uh, in this episode, actually, but like oh, of the main well, cast, we haven't had a birthday yet. Well, Daniel had a birthday, but we didn't see it celebrated. Right. I was going to say, well, it, it passed, but in theory, right. everybody so had a birthday. Yeah. Everybody, you know, again, it's been over a year and a half. And so well, Hawk mentioned his was coming up. Okay. But we still haven't had like one birthday is what I'm saying. Yeah. We've not seen any. Right. That's correct. We've not had a birthday party. Yes. I should have been more specific, I suppose. But yeah, they've all had birthdays. We have not seen it celebrated uh, one bit, not not coming from a party or, or, or nothing. It, it just no. it skips over. Um, I just think it's interesting because, you know, your first movie has a birthday, you know, mm -hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes it e easier to fudge the numbers if you don't assign them a celebration. That's a good point, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Amanda and Sam are at Sheila's daughter Cindy's birthday, where coincidentally, Tori happens to be working. Uh, her boss comes in talking about taking tips and being discreet about it. So who's out there tipping the mermaids individually? Oh, moms. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, okay, okay. All right. I can see that, you know, if if they're spending more time with like a group of kids, you know, telling a story or singing a song or whatever, maybe, you know, it's still kind of a weird idea. But uh, well, or yeah, yeah, taking pictures with the kids, you know, being nice for photo ops or whatever. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about it, though. There's like you know? baby Gonzo on the wall. It the looks wall. like baby Gonzo. Oh, I, I, I don't see what you're seeing, but I believe you. Um, yeah. so they come out and Sam and Tori spot each other. Amanda doesn't have a good feeling about this. And Sam is amused by it. Um, not a big fan of Sam during the sequence, but you know, I kind of get it, but you know, she's kind of showing her colors a little bit. Well, she's finally got a chance where she's got the upper hand. So she's going to play it till the end. Sure. But I, I feel like. You know, during uh, in, in season two, where Sam and, Sam and Miguel, no, Sam and, and Robbie show up to the roller rink. And, um, you know, like we didn't, we I guess Tori was never around anybody for her to say anything. Cause I, I'm just saying, like, Sam has a lot of like uh, some uh, external dialogue here that she could keep to herself, you know? Like, I don't know. I guess yeah, it's right on her face that, that she's it like, oh. is a, I mean, I understand that she broke through the PTSD in the dojo um, in the December 19th episode. 
but this is a all said and done rather abrupt turnaround from someone who just a few weeks or months before couldn't even find her voice to speak at all, could barely breathe just hearing Tori's voice from across the room. Um, even when she couldn't see her, right? You know, back to the the laser tag fight. Um, couldn't breathe, couldn't move, couldn't think, couldn't focus, couldn't anything. And now she's, you know, in a position where she's got the upper hand and she has uh, reached the point where she is relishing this power that she has over Tori that I can do and say anything I want to this girl. She's at work. She can't do anything about it. Right. She's at um, work. We're, we're in front of all these other family. Right. I'm here with my mom and, you know, right. Tori's in a vulnerable spot. Like, what are you going to do? You right. Know, so I, I don't, I, I don't I, like I, this, I, Sam. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robbie is helping Kenny train in the back of the uh, Cobra Kai dojo. Kenny says he's been practicing and has got the moves down. Uh, Robbie senses the cockiness and wants to see what he's got. Uh, sweeps his legs, helps him up, and explains balance. Um, this is where Terry uh, happens to be watching and agrees balance is crucial and says, if a man can't stand. And there's that beat that Thomas takes where it's like, you guys know how to finish this, you know, but then he says he can't fight. So I really like that. Yeah, yeah. He 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 knows his audience and he knows that we know what he's going to say. Yep. So he lets us finish it for him, but then he finishes it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. With that true Tig smarm, <laughs> right? That only he can bring. Yeah, that's right. Uh, asks uh, Kenny to leave him and Robbie alone. Uh, says Crease has told him everything and challenges Robbie. Uh, toys with him a little bit here. And he tells him, you, you've learned to channel your anger, but you're afraid. Um, and uh, basically, he's going to hold you back if you don't confront your fear. Yeah. Yep. So... I mean, I think what's good, like, if you want to compare it to um, uh, Terry and Daniel in the third movie to Terry and Robbie now, like, at least at least Robbie, I think, is uh, handling a little bit better than uh, Daniel did. Uh, Daniel kind of went along with it. And yeah, he has some reservations, but that was more so like, you know, when Terry has him like um, punching the, uh, the the wooden dummy. And there's that point where he walks away from the punching bags, like, well, but uh, you know, this is softer though, kind of, kind of thing, right? But like, at least Robbie is talking with Terry. Uh, Terry is being a hundred and ninety-seven thousand eleventy less um, creepy. Yeah, with yeah, Robbie. Yeah, that's that's true too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, and and this is his actual sensei too, so it's not like. So, I don't know. I guess Daniel. Um, right. He's not like the spider trying to draw the innocent little, you know, fly into his web here. Yeah. It, Robbie's not going anywhere. Right. He the doesn't deck. have to smarm him in. Right. Right. Any other thoughts on that before we move along? Nope. Okay. Uh, Johnny is at home on the computer looking at old pics of him and Miguel and then looks up porn. Uh, which is just, yeah, no, weird. I mean, he did. It wasn't. On I purpose. know, but it's just weird. Yeah, he's just so weird. He's definitely got a thing for like Alessandra Ambrosio, though. That's a 
a name, yes. <laughs> uh, we get a flashback of young Johnny playing with GI Joes. Uh, there's a line um, that he says, "The good guys, uh, the good guy always wins." I don't know if it was guy or guys. Uh, we also see Laura come home, his mother, and uh, tells him that Sid had just proposed, and Johnny's not happy. Um, also, shout out to the owls in the background. Yes, yes, making their. Would it be a canonically first appearance? Uh, possibly. I'm not sure if they're the exact same ones, but, you know, we've talked about this before, whether it was on the pod or in the group, but uh, Oven Temp and Rear, the uh, owl salt salt and pepper shaker on his stove, somewhere, right. someone, one of us, uh, maybe even Amy, you know, we all kind of discussed that. You know, it must be most likely right? Amy. Yeah. 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 And it looks it does look like Laura collects owls. Right. And so uh, maybe that's where yeah he got that from. Um, the good guy always wins. Like we're thinking he's talking about his dad. Right. Right. So um, he doesn't want a new daddy. And um, and I guess she said things will be better. I wrote my notes wrong or weird here. Um, he runs off to his room and pulls out a box of his dad's belongings. There's a can, uh, empty can of Coors, military boots. Uh, Laura, Laura walks in, sees all this, and says uh, he shouldn't be hiding it from her, and that uh, he also needs to move on. Uh, she's going to throw it all away, and she tells him that he left them, and that he'll have a new daddy. So, what are you getting from all of this? Honestly, yeah. You think he, because- di- he died in combat? Yeah, I yeah, I I think that he did die in combat and that um I think that she did not want him to enlist. Right, right, because uh well, it, he could have been drafted, you know, that that could be a thing too, but I do agree with you. Um there was something there where she blames for him passing as his fault and saying like, you know, he left us. Right. Right. But Johnny says the good guys always win, meaning he's not a deadbeat dad. He did not take off. He left for a reason and it was a good reason. Right. Right. Um, no, he yeah, he sees his dad as as a hero. Right. Went off to mm-hmm. fight the war. Kind of like how Chris thought that, you know, I'm going to come back a hero. Right. Yeah. That. What kind of kills me is I, I don't recall i didn't study the frame or anything like that I, I just when i'm taking notes i'm more listening to the dialogue and reading the captions but i do wonder if his dog tags were also in that box um because with the military uh, especially if they're gonna have uh some sort of service uh for a, uh, a service member they um kind of do the thing where they you know use the rifle as like the tombstone and you know you have your boots and your dog tags um kind of thing displayed so i i wonder if like the boots and if there are dog tags there if that was what that's from or if it was just like kind of just you know random boots that he had laying around the house that johnny decided to keep oh wow i see i don't know i don't i don't see his dog tags in here but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not right um because if yeah they if, if the dog tags are there another possible clue that he could be passed uh yeah has passed or died in combat right yeah there's a seals and crofts eight track um let me see if i can get back to it uh seals and crofts beer can it looks like maybe a t-shirt and a tie 
It, it could also Maybe. be possibly that he didn't die in combat and, um, you know, with, with, with the nature of war, you, know, you just don't know when you'll come back home. And and that's just it. Maybe he just keeps being sent away kind of thing. And she's kind of fed up with it. So she takes that as him leaving the family. But if unless he unless he went to war, because it was just active duty, the family would be with you. So, yeah, it, it had to have been war. He just hasn't been home in a long time. Right. So, yeah, I wonder if we'll get more on that. But um, clearly this is, yeah, something heavily on his mind. Yeah. Um, and Johnny just wants his daddy. Yeah. And, you know, and and then this has been thrown back in his face. How many times? Crease has done it. You know, how many times about your loser father walked out on you and I never did and all that stuff. I mean, Crease yeah. has no idea where Johnny's dad is or who Johnny's dad is. Right. Uh, he should be able to uh, like at least empathize having served right. himself, you know. So. Exactly. Yeah. And most likely in the same freaking war. Right. Yep. Uh, Daniel is uh, serenading to Miguel, a little Christopher Cross uh, sailing here. I uh, love that. Yeah, it's really sweet. Lo- lovely moment. Uh, he lists some artists, including Chicago, to which Miguel asks uh, who they are. And Daniel quotes Johnny from uh, season one. Right. And pretend you didn't say that. So they both say, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. You guys are totally not friends. <laughs> you guys totally don't finish each other's sentences because you guys, you know, take you know, take the, each other's lines. Right. Um, uh, there's a yellow light, uh, which uh, Miguel steps on the accelerator. And uh, Daniel talks about how other kids had their dads to teach them to drive. Um, says he was lucky to have met Miyagi, uh, who made him realize that just... Because he didn't have a dad, it didn't mean there wasn't someone who could fill that role. So, right. So, Daniel, um, I I feel for Daniel. Daniel and Johnny are with Miguel. They are they are in the same boat, right? They both know exactly what it's like to be a boy without a dad. Yeah. And here is a boy without a dad. Yeah. And they both want to reach out to him and they both want to protect him and they both want to care for him. And Robbie is the same way. And the difference there is Johnny is the dad without the boy. Um, And that is his boy without the dad who he is. Yeah. So that one gets a little bit more complicated but i mean it's, it's um, complicated because both men have sons of their own yet exactly. here they are f- f- fighting for the going around yeah. collecting other people's stray children right. yes um and it does get complicated take that from someone who goes around collecting other people's stray children not in yeah. a bad way i yeah, just yeah. kind of uh, 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 I, I wake up and you know there's um excuse me who is this child sleeping on my couch and why are they here who brought them (laughs) who they belong to um you know when you've got so many kids you just you your house ends up being the one that all of the kids in the neighborhood gravitate toward right yeah i know i i I understand a little bit about that it's uh that that was kind of like me um i would go out with friends and many of them would you know just come over and spend the night instead of going home uh in the middle of the night right because it was easier to all congregate in one place yeah yeah that did yeah, and we happen to be the one in the middle. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miguel shares his daddy story, 
and says that he lives in Mexico and Carmen gets upset anytime that he brings them up. Uh, but, you know, mentions that um, they basically left when, because he was doing illegal stuff and Carmen didn't like it. Um, right. Daniel realized that uh, he was older or that he was older, that uh, everything Lucille did was for him. And he mentioned uh, how he hated moving to um, California mm-hmm. and Miguel slows down at the yellow light instead of um, driving fast like Johnny does. So I do like that, that uh, Daniel adds, you know, if you're going to be like driving my daughter, you know, I want you to drive safely or whatever. So. Right. Cause green light, green light means go red light means stop. Yellow light means go really fast. Right. For Johnny. Yep. And, and Eagle Fang. Um, yeah. I, I guess I, I was thinking about like, I guess I never really thought about Daniel hating the move to California, but then I get reminded of the scene, for example, like he comes home with a broken bike, you know, I hated here and, and, and that, right. I think sometimes people forget about that moment as well. Um, aside oh, yeah. from like, obviously getting picked on by, by Cobra Kai, but that's, yeah, I guess I just never really thought about how much he hated the move. Right. He pretty well hated California and hated being in California all the way through the first movie. Yeah. Um, and it's it's in whenever anyone would ask about, you know, Newark or, or where, you know, oh, Newark, where I live, Newark, where I live. And then when he mentions uh, the Palisades in Karate Kid Part Two, he says, oh, that's near that's in New Jersey where I used to live. And that's the first time he says that. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's the, that's like a big, a big moment for him. Right. It's the first time he says that's where I used to live. Right. So uh, we cut back to Tori, who's telling a story to the kids. And Sam is sitting nearby bringing up old shit, <laughs> uh, both being petty. Uh, and the kids get to toss some glitter on Sam. So, um, you know, kudos to, to Tori for uh, going all in with the job. You know, Sam is right there and she. Um, you know, obviously at the behest of Sam, she sings this song, you know, to, to the kids that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was committed uh, uh, for, for that. I probably would have, I mean, I guess you're there with the kids, but I don't know, maybe I would have gotten up and walked away. Maybe they'll say like, Hey, I need, I need that chick over there to stop messing with me. I'm, you know, I'm working here. And I got uh, you know, the kids around. Yeah. And I thought that the, uh, the, the glitter bomb was a brilliant way to, you know, to exact her revenge i think so um, i mean uh, that's that, it, look glitter is tiny and it will get in everywhere yeah it's all yeah. over her lips it's stuck to her teeth it's on her eyelashes it's in her ears yeah. it's yeah and 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 amanda's standing back there and she can't really say sam didn't have that coming right nope exactly you know, I mean, I mean, first of all, why is Amanda just sitting over there letting Sam do that? Why isn't she going over and pulling her away? Yeah. That, you that's, know, because you can yeah, see the look on point. her face. She's not happy with her. Right. You know what? Do you think because we'll, we'll get it here in, 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 in a later scene. Um, do you think because we know that Amanda has not yet told Sam. Is it possible that she didn't want Sam to be upset at this? Like, you know, she's still trying to find out the right way, how, when, and where that she would say, hey, I've been talking with Tori or, you know, I tried helping her out because of the situation at home. Why are they not having that conversation yet until later on in the season? I I, I think that it would have been possible just as her mother to frame it as, as, you know what, 
you're acting like a bitch right now and you need to get over here and knock it off. Right. And I don't think, again, we'll find out later in the season that like uh, Amanda would be like above, you know, acting like that, especially to her own kid. Right. right? That, uh, right. you know, like you should know better what, what is going on. Yes. You know, so yeah, you're this is not the this is you are you are not behaving like the woman I raised. Get right. over here and knock it off. Yeah. So I I do see why this is written this way for Sam, um, because this is like this behavior. This is what Daniel's going to look at and say, you know, it's Johnny's influence. Right. Right. So he's going to add to that to that rift. Um, right. When it maybe yeah. it's just a it's a healthy dose of uh, Sam starting to rebel, maybe a little okay. bit more than, you know, getting drunk once. Yeah. Um, you know, just just kind of getting out, feeling her own. She's supposed to be <laughs> 17 yeah, at this right. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe she's just, you know, feeling a little bit wilder and a little bit freer. Sure. Um, or maybe just, you know, out of the weight of the PTSD. She's just feeling a little bit freer. Yeah. But I don't, I, I just, I, as much as I adore Sam and everyone knows I adore Sam, I don't like this version of her. Right. I mean, we don't, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm not a big fan of Credit Kid 3, Daniel. Um, I mean, a good the way chunk he of it, treats Mr. Miyagi yes. is absolutely abhorrent. Yeah, mainly it's, that. It's un, it's understandable because he's not acting. He's not himself. He's not acting himself at all. No, there's he's a not. reason for it. There but is. He knows better. Right. All he had to do was open his mouth and say, "This guy threatened to kill me." Right. And he never did it. Right. Yeah. And there's no reason why he wouldn't. Exactly. This this universe, you know, if everyone would just talk, yes, <laughs> just open talk to one your another. damn mouth, yeah. just once. Looking at every single one of you, um, absolutely, may, maybe except for Carmen and Amanda. Sometimes, oh my God, they're the only two who ever say anything that matters, aren't they? Well, Carmen, I mean, Amanda's got her moments. Um, well, and yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the DS women are are close to perfect here. Um, right. I think Shannon is fine ish. Shannon is fine-ish. I think she puts a little too much stock in the essential oils. Sure. But that's Carmen, or that's that's Amanda's influence. <laughs> yes. Everybody just needs to chill out on the back patio, sit around the pool, and get stoned with Yaya and Lucille. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it. Yeah, that's it. Everything would be fixed. We would be out of a show. It would last <laughs> about a half an hour. Right. Uh Let's see. Just pass the duchy to the left and right. everybody's good. Uh, Johnny is fixing uh, uh, some dinner, adds jerky to the chili because it wasn't man enough. Uh, um, yeah, I was good with this with just the Franks and the manwich. Okay. When he ripped up the freaking Jack's links, it's like, what? Uh, I, I question that too. I mean, he can cut it up a little bit better, but, but who, who knows? Maybe that chili will moisten it and, and actually make it soft enough you know who knows i actually do want to try franks and manwich together though i kind of do too so you let I me know bet that's good yeah um there's a knock at the door and it's robbie uh he's surprised to see him and invites him in and again the way billy like um the way he de delivers that dialogue you know but robbie you know you want to come in like it was really sincere like i yeah i, I feel 
you know, with what John has been um, going through, having to deal with uh, seeing um, Daniel training uh, Miguel and kind of taking up um, their their bond, he doesn't really have anyone right now, you know. Right. And uh, Carmen's working, so his own son, you know, shows up and and he's actually happy to see him. Right. Go figure. Um, Robbie tells him uh, about. Uh, how Hawk and others are bullying Kenny and they need to stop or he'll do what he'll have to. Uh, Johnny advises not to do anything stupid considering he has um, uh, already been kicked out of school and talks about Kreese and Cobra Kai and that Robbie is, uh, uh, he says that he's just using them to get what he wants. Um, basically doesn't want to end on like him. So he, he knows what he's doing. So, right. Uh, you know, Robbie is, uh, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but he's, not right either. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. He should listen, you know, he, he should listen. And he's just so, you know, obviously he, he hates his dad. Right. So he's, I don't think he's going to do like everything the opposite of Johnny says, but he's just like, look, don't, don't worry about me. Um, you never did anyway. So why start now? Um, I, I can handle this. What is his shirt? Temple of skate. It looks like a character from freaking. I'm sorry. I just it, it looks like a, a, a character from Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter uh, 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 doing the dab, the dance, oh, okay. um, <laughs> not a dab, yeah, the yeah, dab. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it just it caught me as very strange as he walked away. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh, I, 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 I applaud Robbie for thinking that. He is the one in control Uh because he thinks he's just using them to get what he wants and that, you know, and then, then, then he's done. But we also know that Daniel was under the impression that he was just using them to get what he needed, which was a couple of months of training before the all Valley. And then he was done and look how screwed up he ended up. Right. Um, I don't think Robbie has any idea just exactly what he's messing with. But then again, neither does Johnny, because Johnny didn't listen to a single goddamn word Daniel said about Terry beyond. They changed the rules that year and I only fought one match. Right. Which is the next episode. But Oh, so he hasn't even listened to that much yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so, so Donnie, Johnny doesn't know either. I mean, they, neither of them really know what to really know what Terry is. Right. Uh, Daniel and Miguel show up to the birthday party and Sam uses this opportunity to kiss Miguel in front of Tori. Uh, upset, Tori decides to quit and leave. Amanda catches her outside and apologizes for Sam and explains she can't fault her for the things Tori did to her, which that part is, you know, kind of true. Uh, it right. tries to empathize. Because Tori's done way worse. Yes. Uh, tries to empathize with her family situation and to which Tori says she can handle her own shit. Uh, Amanda tries to convince her that the world isn't out to get her and also that no one can help her if she doesn't let them uh, and that she'd be surprised if she'd ask for the help. So yeah, uh, it's just like, obviously that's logic, but I think sometimes it takes somebody to kind of hear somebody else out loud you know, for you to kind of really consider it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You know. And I mean, it, it doesn't mean that it's going into her 
it, it just because it's going into her ears doesn't mean it's going into her brain. Right. She could be like a Kelly Bundy, you know, one, through one year out the other. Yeah. Uh, back to Johnny, uh, who's putting on the finishing touches on dinner, uh, uses one of the owl shakers. So shout out to that. Uh, here's Miguel being dropped off and invites him in over uh, to eat and wants to be wants to talk to him about something. Um, Miguel says he's stuffed from eating out with Daniel, as that Daniel taught him how to drive and also about Chicago. I love that line. Like, what, what happened in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, why didn't you tell me about Chicago? Um, he says Peter Sotero is badass, to which Johnny says that he is the opposite of badass. Um, Johnny Miguel, is wrong. Sorry? Johnny is wrong. He is wrong. Um, I had seen... Was it uh, Richard Marx? I think he posted something about Peter Cetera, and then I quote tweeted it and just said, um, "Who is a badass singer?" or something like that. I I don't know. If many people saw that one. That I just thought that. I did. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw that. Oh, there we go. Uh, yay! I got one. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you know, yeah, look, I'm not gonna lie. I tweeted that out, and I thought that I was being cute, and I guess people probably rolled their eyes and just kept scrolling. <laughs> Or, they, or they, just, they, me. they didn't agree with me. Uh, so maybe more Cobra Kai's that follow me than Miyagi does, I guess. Um, Miguel senses. That's possible. Could be, yeah. I mean, the show is called Cobra Kai. That's true. Uh, Miguel senses a little jealousy and asks, what does he want to talk about? And Johnny says, nothing. You go and do you, boo. <laughs> he didn't call him boo. Yeah. Again, like, Miguel, ask him, no, what's up, sensei? You know, but it's it's funny the way like Sholo actually plays it. it it's kind of is very playful, kind of like sensei. Look, this kind this is cute that you're a little jealous, <laughs> but I feel oh, yeah. I feel like he still should have been like, okay, well, you know, we don't have to eat, but what's up? You know, I mean, I know he's stuffed, but that doesn't mean you guys can't talk. Oh yeah, Sholo's cute as hell through this whole scene. He's just yeah. adorable. Yeah, his little okay. curls hanging in his face, and his, he keeps tipping his head to the side. Mm-hmm. Your words, not mine. It's adorable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Basically, um, wait. Nope. I skipped ahead. Ah. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Miguel suggests on dinner tomorrow, and he can make them uh, uh, those man sandwiches. And I'm thinking, you can smell that. There's an awful lot of Franks in, the, in those sandwiches. Johnny just got <laughs> but done between cooking. between them, to be fair, is yeah. the fountain full of piss. So. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I mean, if it's one of my favorite things and it's it's warm out, you, you feel like you would smell that because Johnny's literally been cooking. So. You know. know what, though, Johnny? Put him in the fridge, dude. I'm sure he does. Puts it Nuke in the him fridge tomorrow. And, yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's exactly what he does. But again, you know, for the Diaz's, he busts out the Coca-Cola. You know, no RC yeah. for this guy. Yeah. 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 No Sam's. Right. Right. Um, Cobra Kai is at the drive-in and Kyler is really enjoying Bloodsport. Like really enjoying it. Um, Tori and Robbie are sitting in the back seat. Uh, here, uh, he, here he tries to make small talk and she says uh, she had a shitty day. And he responds, he'd ask, but it's none of his business. So he's a good listener. Uh, no, he's not. No, I mean, he, he remembered. Well, he, he listened. He, he likes to sexually assault women at the movies. So no, Robbie says that to. Tori. Oh, Robbie. Duh. I was thinking I was stuck on Kyler. 
Okay. 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 I was on. I was on a screen of Kyler. Yes. I got Robbie. You. Robbie is. Robbie is a good listener. Robbie yes. is a good listener. Um. Uh, Robbie sees Kenny. Wait. Wait. I'm skipping. I'm skipping. Um. Kenny just got back from fetching some concessions, and Kyler wants to be a dick and uh, has him go back with a large order. Uh, after telling him uh, that he didn't want anything, <clears throat> so. Uh, Robbie sees Kenny and tries to make him feel better and says it's just some hazing and it's a good thing and far less dangerous than what he went through. I don't know if that was actually hazing. Like, Robbie, you told those guys, like, you know, um, I'll leave if, if one of you guys can hit me. Right? That was yeah, hazing. that's true. It that, wasn't no, initiation that. either. That, that, he was asking for a beatdown. Right. But I get it. I get what he's saying. Um, basically, uh, tells Kenny just to keep his head up and ask for a better finger for himself. What would you have asked him? Can I help you carry it back? Well, you're you're a nice person then. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been in between, you know, because popcorn sounds good. <clears throat> you know, uh, the nachos with jalapeno sound good, too. I mean, jalapeno poppers. Child. They all sound good. I mean, I guess if I'm going to ask for that much more, maybe I'd have like, you know, um, a butterfinger he can put in his pocket. Okay. He yeah. already has his chin in somebody's nachos. Well, he can, I mean, like red vines you can stick in your pockets, um, you know, junior mints, maybe some peanut MMs if they have the peanut ones. I, I collect the coconut oh, I'm sure ones they do. too. Everybody yeah. has the peanut MMs. I even like whatchamacallits, and those are still around. Oh God, those were my favorites. Yeah, I like some. I miss those because they have uh, peanut butter. I like me some payday. So, could you please stop listing all my favorite can- my candy with peanuts and peanut butter in them? <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, I know all the yeah. stuff that wants me to die. So Kenny, just like Daniel in the first movie, keeps bumping to his rivals in the uh, most inconvenient places. Bruiser Naylor, who keeps talking about Lexi DeMarco. Uh, so at this point. Bird thinks that uh, Nate's being catfish because they were exchanging pictures or she asked for a picture. I'm, I'm kind of forgetting the dialogue here. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I, I wonder if it's kind of like the a similar situation between uh, Kenny and, and Leah, right? Like may, maybe they met on a game and uh, Bert the bruiser here thinks that, you know, whoever you're talking to is, is, is not her, but I'm trying to, I'm figure, trying to figure out, had did, did her and Nate not talk face to face then? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just that. Do you have the captions on? Or are you almost oh, there? I, can't, I can look real quick. I'm I, I'm in this scene. Let me yeah, turn on I, captions. I'm, I'm curious what what um, does Nate say about the picture? Uh, what, what's actually no, simplified there? Chinese will do me no good whatsoever. Okay, dude, I think you're being catfished, Nate. That's a risk I'm willing to take. That's like literally so the extent I, of the conversation. No, it's, according I, to I my it's, captions. it's at the beginning of it. Um, like, okay. Maybe even before we see them, like it, it might've been dialogue while we're still yeah, looking that at was, Kenny. That was over Kenny. Yeah. Um, that was over a picture of Kenny. All right. Let me play here real quick. Okay. Do, 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 do. It's playing. So Lexi wants me to send pictures now. See? Dude, okay. I think you're being catfished. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Right. So that tells me that they have not met each other face to face. So right. maybe she doesn't go to his school question. Mark? Not these guys again. And then Eli bumps into him from behind. Right. Right. So what do you take from that? 
Also, um, um, for anyone interested, I, I did uh, interview uh, Hannah Deffler, who plays Lexi DeMarco. Uh, oh, I, I guess you guys don't know this, but um, there were scenes with her that were that didn't make the final cut. So um, that's on Instagram. If you guys want to check out that interview. Um, I would say. Well, if she doesn't go to their school, how do either of them know her? Right. That's a good point. How does Nate know about one? Well, I mean, he could just be going, uh, Bert could be going off of just what Nate's telling him. Like, oh, there's this hot junior, you know, that I'm trying to get to the dance or whatever. And, you know, but, but I mean, Bert say Bert straight up says, dude, there's no, lo- there's no way oh, right, you're talking right. to Lexi DeMarco. Right. That's, that's like the, uh, was that the Santoni chick from Full, Full, Full House? Somebody knows. But um, it's just like that name that's always thrown around that like when you hear the name, oh, you you know that that person. And so right. a, a popular girl. But yeah, where where are they talking if they haven't met in person? Unless they, yeah. The assumption is that they have not seen each other in person. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. We will need to get a hold of Stacey Harmon for that. We will. Or maybe TV3. I don't know. We'll see who has some more insight on, on that dialogue. Uh, let's see. Okay. So again, Hawk swoops in and this time bumps into Kenny, who then drops all of the concessions. Uh, Robbie sees this and goes to defend Kenny. And if you remember, I, I think when those nine pictures came out, one of them was kind of like the beginning of the standoff kind of thing. Right. And um, I believe I made a comment about the, the blocking of Kenny mm-hmm. and Robbie, how um, it, it looked like uh, Robbie was defending Kenny as, as like, you know, like a big brother kind of, kind of, kind of deal. And so yeah. like, obviously if you've seen season four, you know, you kind of get why now. So um, it's always kind of nice when you get those little images and, and like try to figure out what's going on without context. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, when it comes to season four, we sure as hell tried. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to we did. Figure out without context, and it's a swing and another miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the other members of each dojo show up. Nate calls Robbie a traitor. Um, Dimitri flabbergasted that they carry both Mr. Pip and Dr. Pepper. Dimitri, I really, really like. I have to say, I really like that Tori seems to have her own brand of Cobra Kai, right? Where she, as the queen Cobra, um, wears Chosen's black and yellow. I really, really like that. Yeah. I really do. It just looks really good on her. It works really good with her skin tone. And it makes her stand out from the guys. Yeah. I'm sure it's Um, intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really like it. And I also love uh, Sam finally, finally, after four years, getting a chance to throw that princess back in someone's face. Right. Yep. So Tori does warn Sam that her mom isn't uh, there to play peacemaker. So, again, just more on that. uh, Amanda hasn't been telling uh, people. And, you know, it's not necessarily like that they're talking, talking. It's like she tried buying the bag of groceries and then what two instances where they where she's tried talking because like Tori goes to the dealership and then just now in the alleyway right uh, outside the party is it just those two um at this point it is i feel right 
Probably. That's the problem when these episode reviews are a little spaced out. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, there was the, the they, they've they've run into each other or run into each other. They had the encounter um, at the restaurant. Then right. Amanda would have left the groceries at the apartment. Then Tori would have gone to the dealership. Then the whole thing at the, the princess joint would have happened. Right. See, and as far as we know, Sam doesn't know about any of those, not even the first one at the, at the restaurant, because right. I think, I mean, and we, and we talked about that in that episode, why, uh, why she, you know, like showing up was not a good look, but uh, Amanda mentions like, you know, couldn't get a hold of, you know, her parents and, and, and all these things. So it's just like, I had no other option, but, but still, you know, you don't, I mean, maybe wait for her shift to be over or something. I don't know. Right. I, I do love that the entire time that this confrontation is going on at the drive-in theater, the absolute, well, maybe not the most ridiculous scene of blood sport. There might be one that's slightly more ridiculous. Maybe the second most ridiculous scene of blood sport is playing behind them. I mean, it's during the, the it's a montage. It's a fighting montage. Yeah. It's not so silly. What are you talking about? The, was there splits? I, I, I kind of forget. Yeah, the the one where he does this. Well, I guess the, the 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 one where he does the splits and punches the guy in the nuts is in there. You just don't seem to do the splits first. Well, the other thing is like uh, when we spoke with Mariel, um, she mentions that you know they were able to play blood sport. So if they're having to reshoot these uh, sequences, are they kind of replaying back as well, or are they just kind of letting it play? Oh, that's true. You know that that's question. true. They probably just had it had it going on the screen yeah okay so yeah the back just that back and forth with tori then miguel interrupts and says they'll beat them on the mat and robbie reminds him what happened last time they fought um let's talk about that actually miguel had him down showed him mercy and then Robbie, like that's the last time they fought right yes yeah, I get what Robbie's saying. Like, you remember what happened, but also, like, he showed you mercy and, you know, you kicked him. Obviously, didn't intend for him to go over the second floor like he did. But I don't think, like, Robbie really had the upper hand in that moment. No, he didn't. And and also, the- I, I think uh, Ego Fang Miyagi Do has the more experienced fighters at this point. Uh, not just that, but. Hands down, Eagle Fang Miyagi-Do, um, just as a rule, Eagle Fang Miyagi-Do have the most wins um, when it gets, you know, when it comes down to getting into fights and getting into scraps. You put yeah. Cobra Kai's fighters up against Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do and, and they've got more wins. Um, also, Robbie has never once bragged. Right. About what he did to Miguel. Right. It's always it was an accident. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I that I I don't know why he's bragging about it in this moment. And it's out of context. Right? If it, there is that, but it's also out of context in Miguel is talking about we'll beat them on the mat. Well, the right. last time they faced each other on a mat, Miguel won. But he cheated. He did. 
but Robbie still lost. So it's so convoluted. I, I don't know which way's up and which way's down with these two in this conversation. I really don't know who's saying what or what they mean by it. I mean, aren't they also because kind of the, just Daniel and Johnny? <laughs> exactly. Yes, very much so, because right. the word coming out their mouths don't match with who we know them to be as people. Right. Because they can't see past the noses at the ends of their faces when one or the other is standing in front of them. And that really does not bode very well for these two becoming brothers at some point in the future. Right. Let's see. Miguel tells them to meet at the baseball diamond and no weapons. Cobra Kai, they arrive at the baseball field and Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang tandem turns on the sprinklers. Hawk thinks it was a genius uh, idea that they Mm -hmm. didn't even have to throw a punch. And Miguel says it's his favorite kind of victory and they take off. Um, Sam not looking happy uh, in the, in in the back there that they uh, dropped the challenge and didn't show up for it. Dropped the challenge and left. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we, I think Mr. Miyagi would have been proud of that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Daniel is or will be Daniel is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Cobra Kai is all wet behind ears. Yeah. And it, isn't it funny, though, that the show is kind of making us like that? That's the quote unquote right thing to do. Right. Like you. It I is. Mean, it may, maybe not like the sprinkler part, you know, like um, like they should have just walked away. That probably would have been the better thing. But to kind of say, hey, we'll be here. Let's fight. And then not show up for it. I mean, again, they avoided a fight. Right. And, and and we should be glad because that's kind of the right thing to do. But here we are kind of like, yeah, I don't know. You guys, y'all should have fought, you know, but it, it is a show about karate. Uh, the, <laughs> these kids all fight and, and we want to see some. But um, I just think it's funny that that we're here kind of like, yeah, yeah, maybe you guys should have fought. I don't know how many people out there is actually be like, good on you, Miguel. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like we're kind of thinking like, man, you guys should have fought. On the baseball field, you know, maybe uh, it gets intense and somehow they find bats and balls out in the field and now they're using weapons. Yeah. You know what, though? It's I mean, it, it, it's it's getting them wet with water. It hurt their pride. Yeah. You know okay. what? It humiliated them. Everybody got to go home at the end of the night and nobody went to the hospital this time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Crease and Silver having a disagreement on how to handle what just happened to their students. Uh, Crease says uh, with Jen, Johnny and Daniel working together, their students have targets on their backs and suggest they strike back. Uh, Terry says no. Reminds him that he agreed to come back to originally do what they set out to do um, as they need to learn from their mistakes and blames Crease here, uh, his rival with Miyagi for their failures. Mm-hmm. Crease tells him that he wasn't there. Uh, that he didn't see the black guy and how Johnny's confidence shattered. So I really like, you know, hearing this point of view, you know, I, uh, again, I, I'm sure me, like other people didn't really think about that. Right. Uh, thinking right. from his point of view, like, and, and they walked into his dojo <laughs> after, uh, you know, the beat down. Um, and Terry reminds him that uh, Cobra Kai was never about revenge. It was about building strength by taking your fears and turning them into a weapon. Uh, continues that if they rehash the past, history will just repeat itself again. Must have heard yeah. that from a song. So it's good lyrics. Right, right. I mean, it, 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 it was at this point, it was so refreshing to me 
you know, because I'm still somewhat invested in Terrence Silver's redemption arc, and I'm still kind of buying into it a little bit, you know? Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm still along, going along with it here. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just as little um, as uh, Cobra Kaisen, yeah? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, just a little. Which, also next episode. Tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to hear this this different perspective and that he can look back on what they did in 1985 as being wrong. And here's why. It's like, dude, you had it. You had it all. And you threw it away because you got so pissed off at this old man and this kid that you just, you just, you, you blew it. You you blew everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you come to me as crazy as I was at the time. And I just made everything worse, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, And I, I like, I like that perspective. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And there's more of that in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it it does. It's nice to hear him say that, you know. I think so. But it all flies out the window here in about five minutes. Right. Uh, In in our time, at least. Um, In the backyard of Miyagi-Do, the kids are stretching and giving props to Miguel for his idea and avoiding a fight. Uh, Sam mentions they would have beat them if they hadn't fallen for that prank. I, I agree. I actually, you know. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, uh, but Miguel adds so many things could have gone bad, which I also kind of agree with, just slightly. Um, Johnny overhears and Hawk fills him in. Johnny replies, y'all did to them what Daniel did to me in the bathroom stall while rolling a number. (laughs) Did they have joints in their hands, kids? (laughs) Yeah. Did you look first? Yeah, but the whole Dallas with a hose, like uh, clearly, yeah, harking back to the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, says that uh, they just poked a bear and think they're just going to leave well enough alone. Um, enters Daniel, who sees nothing wrong with them exhibiting restraint, uh, that they found a way to get out of a bad situation without anyone getting hurt. Uh, and ask Johnny, you know, what you want him to do? Get it in a driving switchblade fight like I did in Outsiders? I was going to say, and there's no one who knows more about switchblade fights than or that man right bottles. there. You know, pick one. Um Daniel tells Miguel that he's proud of him and that he's taken the Miyagi-Do teachings to heart. Uh, The added hand on Miguel's shoulder was the last straw for Johnny and tells him that they need to talk. Uh, Before Daniel could really respond, enters Crease and Silver, uh, who says, me first. Oh, my God. Uh, And then we get the end snake. So that is the end of Bicephaly. I just, I just, I was, I was looking here at two things. First of all, how bent Tig's knees are as he's walking through that yard and he is still how much taller than Marty and two the look on Ralph's face when he's looking over Billy's shoulder at them oh my god it's hot h-a-w-t hot it's terror (laughs) oh I don't know I I thought you like pissed off Daniel you know this kind of I don't know if it's no, he's I mean, not pissed. He's well, terrified. It's mixed emotions, you know, because he says, "What the hell?" You know, like yeah, but this is before this is before the anger yeah, has right. set in. This is just like your your expression, not me. Yeah, I mean, hot is hot, and it, that's never going to go away. But this is more toward the t- terrified end of the spectrum, which is a little less hot. Yeah. 
but yeah, that is the uh, end of the episode. Um, Yay, Marielle, yeah, thank yeah, you. I know. We love yeah, it. Speaking with her. Yay, um, <laughs> Stacey, thank you. Yeah, all the women's, you know, uh, the MVP uh, of this episode. It was um, this, you guys, all of every episode of season four is really, really good. Like, I I don't know if it was the taking the notes or you know the speaking with the the, the director Muriel um, about filming this, but it's just like so so good in here, and I just I don't understand how this episode was like 34, 35 minutes or something. Uh, just so much happened. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, a lot here. a lot of story going on. A whole lot. Do you have any thoughts on on this episode? Any other thing you anything else that you feel we might have missed? No, I think we hit every beat that we possibly yeah. could. So, um, yeah, the next episode is Match Point 405. So that will be the next episode review. The next interview will be the director of the next two, uh, Joel Novoa. So we have spoken with him. And I, I say it with every interview, you know, it's 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 a really good one. Jo- Joel has such a great story um, about... Fascinating life he's yeah, lived. Very fascinating. Um, you, you, you learn so much about him uh in in that one and he had a lot of thoughts uh uh, insight rather on on his episodes and who knows you guys might find out that he likes what we do he's he's heard some episodes you know listens so shout out to joel if you're listening to this hi joel yeah yeah we gotta we gotta pick one i know he says either but um you know if everyone else is calling him joel we probably should too you know it's weird it's weird for us to call him something different if the fandom is calling him you know, the other thing. So oh, I don't, yeah, yeah. that wasn't on the recording. So should we vote? I know that it, seems, that seems weird. It, it does. It really does. It, it, if anyone's wondering, yeah, he, uh, there's a Venezuelan pronunciation to his name versus like the American pronunciation. So we were yeah, discussing that. Joel or Joel Novoa right. or Joel Novoa. Right. <laughs> there's yeah. two ways to pronounce both names. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, there, there's actually surprisingly some, some, uh, really nice, uh, clips and stuff with him on YouTube in other interviews and stuff like that. If you guys kind of watch, uh, want to watch that in preparation, but I mean, we kind of go over a lot of those things too. Um, uh, but yeah, really excited for you guys to hear that one. Um, and so, yeah, that's gonna do it. Uh, Brianna, you want to give out your plugs where people can find you. And if you're working on anything, uh, to pip out uh brianna 25 twitter tumblr facebook instagram youtube fanfiction.net archive of our own working on the same things i am always working on will i ever finish them i don't know i might we'll (laughs) see right uh in terms of pipping content out i think i've just about i put out just about everything i could for paley fest um, I am still editing on the behind the scenes footage, which is going to be kind of kind of a documentary. There's not a whole lot of dialogue except for just kind of what's being said while we're on camera. But you do get a look, um, a glimpse at what we were doing and seeing from where we were standing. So there's a lot of, um, you know, the, the, the cast walking back and forth and, and speaking with other people. There's a, a point where we got some footage where um, the cast were lining up for photos, uh, which you guys all saw. And a few minutes at the beginning of the the panel, so so that'll be coming out, and that's going to be on our YouTube channel only, um, just because since there's like 
not a lot of dialogue. There's no point of putting on, on the audio podcast. So ch- check out for that there. If you guys want to hear more talk, I did join Ken Cole on his channel to um, talk with him with his perspective from behind the camera. Obviously him and Tony joined uh, me on this podcast to, um, you know, Tony was like an attendee. So you got to hear her perspective then, but I joined Mike uh, at public high wisdom Two on Instagram live to hear his perspective from watching the live stream. So a few different perspectives, um, you know, a, a lot of different questions on, on all of those. If you guys want more Cobra Kai companion content, and I think that's all I got going on for now. I think that's it. Hey, I think Brian, so. Yeah. Brian, you're still working on like some of those like daily uh, uh, goodies on our channel too. So be sure to yes. subscribe. And so, you know, you guys will, uh, see when those get uploaded. Um, do you have an idea for any of those things coming up? Um, Music Monday is, again, it's just down to me getting the outro finished up. Uh, Canon Quickie on Tuesday. First one is done, but I can't post it until I post the first Music Monday because <laughs> I, I, I I pre-sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be silly. Um and uh, the next Let's Play Wednesday is done. Same thing. Um, I am is absolutely. There, is, is there any, anything you want to mention about the uh, the uh, the musical or do you? Oh, up to you. But mention about the musical. Yes. I'm going to be there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's been out put out there yet. So, oh, I did it. In the, I did it in the intro. When we were talking about the musical (laughs) coming. I'm sorry. I think I was reading blurbs uh, from from that. Um, Oh, yeah. I I was like, the the, the thing that I was trying to do for the musical, I shot my shot and I got shot down. I shot my shot for something else. That that wasn't it. It I apparently misfired and somebody else got it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I suck at shooting, apparently. Well, you know, it takes practice. You know, it. Um, and I, I've had many practices, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But uh, so in that case, it's a reminder that you will be <laughs> at the music. So, OK, I do remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, OK. So you didn't necessarily announce, I guess, technically you did say you have that seat. So official announcement, you will be going there. So I will be going okay. there. OK, so I completely. I remember you saying that, but I completely missed that. That's kind of, I guess that was your way of saying that I'll be there. I have that seat from row center. I was like, um, I'm, I'm going. So there you guys go. Okay. If you guys plan on going, there's a few of you guys I've already seen on social media talking about it also in our group. Um, so, so there you go, Brianna, you're going to be meeting some of our listeners and, and I'm probably showing and- up you know, to a, a, a pre-Broadway play in a hockey jersey or something stupid. If you guys see somebody dressed as a shower in the front row. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> front row center. It's the invisible man, right? I would so. more likely be hiding behind a plant somewhere in the lobby. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, why? You have front row center, right? So there's no right. easy to be by the plant. So there you guys go. Go see Brianna. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm definitely going to be a uh, jelly, yes. you guys. So, um, all right, that's going to. Oh yeah, uh, uh, God, I was about to pimp out my other podcast's uh, handles, but anyway, if Twitter <laughs> is your thing and you are a newer listener, I am more active on 
Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm on Twitter. It's been like times. 20 Pod. minutes since I gave mine. <laughs> Probably. You know, I'm just just running my, my mouth here. But uh, on Instagram at Cobra Kai Companion Companion with a K. Uh, check out the website. Updates coming soon with all the interviews. Uh, we broke 100. If you guys did not catch that, uh, Ralph and Billy were number 100. Uh, so crazy. So crazy to say. Uh, uh, TB3 was episode 200 of the podcast. Um, so it's a big milestones uh, com- coming out for us. So, uh, and, um, you know, again, always, you know, we appreciate your guys' support. Uh, we, we feel the love. I- anytime we put something out, we're, we're always hearing, um, you know, positive feedback. So uh, it, it's, it's been really nice and, and, and validating to hear it from all you guys. All right. And that's going to do it. So until the next episode, shit, not another rumble. Bye. Haven't you done enough, princess?